The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Ashavot Amahem Bechol Rahamim Vasilihot Venomar Amen. Daf Yud. Today's Daf has been said Lealun Shmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf has been said Rifuash Shelema Shelomo Ben Yehudit El Narefanalo Betok Shar Holeamo Israel Amen. We begin today's Daf on Tet. Tet Amud Bet, starting at the Mishnah on the bottom. En Ben Bama Gedola Le Bama Ketana, which means there was a certain time in Jewish history which we called it Zman Heter Abamot. These were private altars that were used for korbanot. There was a Bama Gedola and there was a Bama Ketana. The Bama Gedola is the general Bama used for public korbanot. And the Bama Ketana is usually a private Bama used for personal <coughs> korbanot. For example, when the Jewish people came into Eretz Israel for the first 14 years, there was a period called Heter Abamot until they got to uh, Shiloh. And Shiloh lasted for over 300 years. And then after the destruction of Shiloh, we went back to again Heter Abamot. Which means at the time that the Mishkan is in service, Bamot become forbidden. After uh, the Bet HaMikdash was built, so then already, according to the Gemara, which we're going to see, there was no Heter for Bamot after that. Which means once the first Bet HaMikdash is built, you cannot go back to <coughs> the situation of Bamot. But now we're going to discuss Bama Gedolam, Bama Ketana. What is the difference between the two? Now she says, En ben Bama. En nefesh peshkat Heter Bamot ben Bama Gedolam, zem zbayach shel Moshe. That was actually the Mizbeah that was in the Midbar. It was called the Mizbeah of Moshe. That traveled with the Jewish people when they came into Eretz Israel. Again, originally they had it in a place called Nov, till they built Shiloh. After Shiloh was destroyed, it moved to Giv'on. So in Nov and Giv'on, that's when you had Heter Habamot. So what's the difference between them? So the Gemarah says, Ela Pesachim. Only Korban Pesach, which is Korban Pesach, is one of the Bamagedola. Well, it's not one of the Bama Ketana. Comes the Mishnah continues. Ze'aklal. Here's the rule. Kol shehu nidar v'nidav. Anything that's subject to a nidava, type of korban that can be brought as a nidava, a donation, or a neder that is brought, kare bebama. That is brought on the Bama. What type of Bama? Meaning Bama Ketana. Ve'chol she'enu lo nidar ve'lo nidav. However, if it's not... Uh, subject to a nedava or no subject neder. to a neder, that cannot be brought on the bama ketana. So based on bama ketana, you bring in nedarim and nedavot rashi. The bama ketana mizbeach shel yachid. She called yachid yachid. I said bama laatzmo. And every uh, individual made a personal mizbeach. 
for himself. Only bring Quran Pesachim. Can't bring anything else. So that she says, "Pesachim v'tula ve'ak ketani sima kosherunid dar beridav eno karet bebama ketana ve'ilu begdola hayu makdimim korbenot sibur temidin musafim." Which means the limitation of neder and nedaba is only on a bama ketana. However, on a bama gedola, they brought many public sacrifices. For example, the korban tamid on a daily basis was brought on the bama gedola. The korban um, musaf was brought. So there, and she says, "Vekasa kadarak de'af chovot sibur shein kavod em zmana yu makribim." For example, pare alem davar shel sibur v'sayde avodazara. At this point, they're thinking that the bamagedola, even korbanot sibur that are not bound by time, were brought on the bamagedola. For example, hafsus of klaisen worship avodazara. They have to bring a sair to atone. That's called the sair la avodazara. If Am Yisrael committed a a sin after the ruling of the Sanhedrin, so they have to bring a pare alem davar shel sibur. At this point, that's not bound by time. That's just brought on the Mizbeah. So at this point we're thinking all public sacrifice can be brought on the Bamagidullah. So why did the Mishnah just say Pesachim? It's Mashmah more than Pesachim. So comes the Gemara and says, Pesachim v'tula, ema ke'in Pesachim. It means things that are like Pesachim. What is the most common denominator? Chovot akavu alehim zman. Obligations, public obligations that are bound by time. So then according to this Mishnah comes out, you would not allow to bring Sayyidah Abu Dazara on the Mizbeah, even though it's a Qurban Sibur, but it's not bound by time. It's not Kabu uh, Al-Azman. For that matter, Parhe'alim Davar Sibur, you would not allow to bring on the Bamagadla, even though it's public Qurban, but it's not bound by time. So then when it's Mishnah, it's Pesachim, it's Ke'en. Pesachim, yeah? Any korban, that's a public korban, it's kavua, lo zman, is brought on the Rabbi Gedolah. So that Gemara says, Mani, who's the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimoni, it is indeed Rabbi Shimoni, the Tanya, Rabbi Shimoni Omer, Av Sibur, lo ekribu ela pesachim, vechovot shikavua lahem zeman. She's the Sibur, on the Bamagadolah, they only brought Pesachim and similar Kurbanot that are bound by time. Aval, Chovot, Sheen, Kavot, Alem, Zeman, Hacha, Hacha, Lokarev. But a Kurban Sibur that's bound by time is not brought anywhere. Well, it's not brought in the Bamagadolah, because it's not Ke'en Pesachim. It's not brought in the Bamagadolah, because it's not Nidar V'Nidav. So it's not a Nidav, nor is it a Nidav. The roof of Bamagadolah is only Nidav V'Nidav. So we found an author to the Mishnah. The author to the Mishnah is indeed... Rabbi Shimon, let's read the last Rashi there. Rabbi Shimon, he the Amar referring to the Zevachim. Av Sibur lo ekribu b'magedolah sham shum chobah that did not bring any obligatory korban ela pesachim vechovot tekavu alehem zman only pesachim and things that are similar meaning that are kavu alehem zman aval chovot sheim kavu alehem zman kegor parelim davar v'sirei avodah zara hacha vehacha lo karev. Aval, however, Kedrabanam, that's the rabbis that argue on the Bishamon, De'atam, lo metuk mamatnitim, the Mishnah cannot be like them. De'ha'am, likon shasibur mekrimim be'oil mo'ed shebemidbar, mekrimim be'oil mo'ed shebegilgal. De'iba magedola, ve'afilu pari'alim davar, umanitin, ketani pesam v'chayosebem. Which means Rabbanan over there in Zavachim hold that even pari'alim davar shasibur was brought on a bama gedola. Obviously, Amishnah doesn't hold like that, because Amishnah says only Ke'en Pesachim. So therefore, it's not going like that. But it's going like Rabbi Shimon. Let's review very quickly. Bama Ketana, Kol Shenidar Venidar, meaning Nidarim and Nidavot, 
במה גדולה? פסחים וכעין פסחים, לאפוקי חובות שאין קבוע עליהם זמן, כגון סעירי עבודה זרה, פרא עליהם דבר שסימור ומתניתין, מה אני? רבי שמעון היא. אין בין שילה לירושלים. שילה was the original משכן. When we came into Eretz Yisrael, so we had a period of time where the uh, Mishkan was set up in Nov. That was a temporary situation. That was again. That was not really the Mishkan. That was Hetera uh, Bamot time. And then we had a uh, Mishkan which was officially established in Shiloh, and it was uh, had the uh, the walls, not the walls, the makeshift walls like a regular Mishkan. So therefore, the Mishnah says, "In Ben Shiloh, Yerushalayim." There's really no difference regarding Shiloh and Yerushalayim Ela, except. שבשילו אוכלים קדשים קלים ומעשר שני בכל הרואה. Which means regarding the קדשים קלים, that would be like a קורבן שלמים, the meat of a קורבן שלמים, or for that matter, מעשר שני, you're allowed to eat it so long as you can see משכן שילו. בכל מקום להשיש את שיוכל לראות משם את שילו. Which means when it comes to Yerushalayim, the Mishnah is going to say Yerushalayim nifnim menachoma. You have to be within the walls of Jerusalem. So there's different there's different guidelines over here. When it comes to Rishkan Shilo, for Kadashim Kalim and Maasim Shen, you got to see. Bechol Aroeh. But Sheikh, when it comes to when Yerushalayim was when Yerushalayim is the Beit Hamikdash, when the Beit Hamikdash was built, already has to be nifnim menachoma. Dechan, dechan, both cases meaning in Shilo and Yerushalayim. Both has to be eaten within the actual walls of the Bet HaMikdash or actually the walls of the Shiloh itself. It is followed by a Heter. What type of Heter? Heter HaBamot. Which means, when Shiloh was destroyed, Bamot again became permissible. There is no Heter Bamot after. Even though the temple was destroyed, finished. The days of Bamot were over. Look at the top of the sheet. Yesh Ha'arei Ha'eter. Keshachar Ba'Shiloh Hutru Ha'Bamot. Kedamrina Mimasek Zavachim. Ki lo batem ad'ata ila minuha. It says regarding the Bamot. That Bamot became forbidden when they came to Shiloh. Shenachu Milichbosh. That's when they stopped uh, conquering. Uh, after 14 years, they got to Shiloh. Ve'ela Nahala. Then it says also Bamot became forbidden when they got to the Nahala, the inheritance, Zuidu Shalayim. Now, why would the Pasuk separate Isura Bamot into two parts? It says, Kilobatem Ela Menuha. That's Shiloh, Vela Nahala. It's only two periods of time where Bamot were forbidden. Masma, that in between they became Mutar. So therefore, when they came to the Minuha, which was Shiloh, when they rested from the enemies, Bamot became Asur. Shiloh is destroyed, Bamot became Mutar. Vela Nahala, when they got to the Nahala, which is Yerushalayim, Beta Megdash, they became Asur. To give a heter between the two periods, between the Nahala, between the Minuha and the Nahala. Amar Bishak, Bishak said, Shamati says, I heard Shemakribim Bebet Honyo Bizman I heard that they're bringing Kurbanot Bizman in a place called Bet Honyo. What was Bet Honyo? Honyo was the son of Shimon Sadiq. Shimon Sadiq was the Kohen Gadol. After he died, he took over as the Kohen Gadol, but because of a situation that arose with his brother, he was forced to flee from Yerushalayim, and he went to Alexandria in Egypt, and he built a Anna. temple over there. Now, 
According to this Gemara over here, we learned that he built it Lashem uh, Shamayim. Okay, and that's what Gemara is saying over here. Rabbi Yitzchak says, I heard that in Bet Honyo, they're building, uh, they're actually bringing Korbanot. Well, the Gemara says, Kasabari must hold Bet Honyo, not Bet Avodazarai. Must hold that Honyo was, the Bet Honyo was not built Lashem Avodazarai, even though there is an opinion that says he did do that. This opinion does not hold like that as well. Kaptos Fort, Shamat Yishvakrimi Bet Honyo, Kasha Ech Makhrimim Sham Betumah. What do you mean? How were they able to bring a Qurban over there? Why are they Tamer? They are Gazu Tumah Aleris Amim. The rabbis decreed that all the lands of the Guim are Tamer. So that includes Eris Muslim. So what they bring a Qurbanot? They could be the rabbis selectively did not put a Gizraf Tumah Legabe Qurbanot. Since the Torah you're allowed to bring Qurbanot, so they want to enact their Tumah. So that's where they brought the Qurbanot. Oh, so now what do we see from over here? The Kasabar, Kedushar, Ishona, Kedchal, Shata, Velo Kedchah, Laatidabo. So you see over here that what? That the Kedushar Ishona obviously was a Kedushar Lishata, but it was not a Kedushar Laatidabo because they allowed them to bring the Korbanot in Bet Honyo. Dikhtit, Kilobate, Madata, Ela Menuha, Vela Nahala, Menuha, Zushilo, Nahala, Zuirushalayim, Makish, Nahala, Menuha, Ma Menuha, Yesh, Ara, Heter, just like the Menuha, which is Shilo, there is a Heter after its destruction, after Nahala, Sot Yerushalayim, Yesh, Ara, Heter, and therefore, he's holding over here that she says, Shinit Kadesha, Yerushalayim, Ela Kadesha, Leolam, Omesheharba, Hutru, Habamot, which once was destroyed. The Bamot become permissible. So Honyo is no different than a Bet Honyo is no different than a Bama. For therefore, you see what? The Bichak brought an opinion. The Bichak said Amura. He's bringing an opinion. He says, Listen, I heard that they were bringing Kurbanot uh, in uh, Bet Honyo. Now, it should be noted that this is a little different because Bet Hamidash was still around. Uh, so therefore, really, it wasn't legal to bring Kurbanot in. Bet Honyo, at the time that the Bet HaMikdash was still on, nobody was Matir Ebamor at the time, but he's just trying to say that from here we see that uh, when the Bet HaMikdash would be destroyed, Ki'ilu Bet Honyo would be permissible, based on that uh, principle. But what they did at the time was not was not legal, because the Bet HaMikdash was still around. But he's deducing from there that if the Bet HaMikdash was, was destroyed, what they did was, okay. So to that, the Gemara says, Amru So they tell to be Yitzhak, Amart, did you say that? Which is, are you of the opinion that says that there's a heter bamot after the destruction of Yerushalayim? Amar lehu, la. You know, I didn't say it. Amar rabah, ha'elohim amra. I swear that you said it. Vegamina lamine. I learned it from you. Little why you didn't say it. Umayta kahadar. So obviously the Bitzhak made a retraction. So the question is, why did the Bitzhak retract? It says, Mishum kasha. The Rav Mori, because he had a kasha from Rav Mori. The motive Rav Mori. Rav Mori brought a uh, question from uh, uh, Tanaim. Kedushat Shiloh yesh aharei ha'eter. Kedushat Yerushalayim en aharei ha'eter. Okay, we have a statement first. Number one, statement says, that's our Mishnah, that Kedushat Yerushalayim en aharei ha'eter. Number two, the odd Tenan, we have a Mishnah. Meshebal Yerushalayim, when they came to Yerushalayim, Ne'esru Abamot, Velo Ayalahem Od Heter. And there was no more. That's another Mishnah. The Iaital in Ahalan. That's what the Pasuk means when it says, 
כי לא באתם עד עתה אל המנוחה ולנחלה, that's the נחלה, that's talking about in the פסוק של ירושלים, that after Yerushalayim was destroyed, there is no more היתר. So the Gebarah says to this, Gebarah says to this, Tanaehi, listen, it's actually Mahlukat Tanaim, which means that Yitzhak, even though he retracted, he was not that far off. Because really there was Tanaim that held, there is a Kedushah, meaning the Kedushah of Yerushalayim is temporary, and Heter Bamot is Mutar. What's the Heter? The Tnaan, we have a Mishnah. Amar Bili Aizer. Shamati bonim I heard when they were building the second Bet Hamikdash, when they were building the Hekal, that's the inner chamber. We would call that the Kodesh. That's where the Menorah is, uh, the Mizbeah, the Shulchan. I call that Hekal. Asu kilaim lahekal. So they built kilaim like uh, partitions, right? Temporary partitions where the Hekal was. The kilaim laazara. And they built Kila'im also for the Azana that would be the courtyard. Which means they partitioned it off when they were building it. Why? Because they weren't allowed to enter the Hekal, the builders. The Hekal is Kodesh. So what they did was they partitioned it off. And they we're going to learn now, they built from the outside. Which means they partitioned uh, the area where the Hekal was. And they worked from the outside so we didn't have to enter the Hekal. And it says when they built the Kila'im in the Azara... They worked in the Azara itself, from the inside, because the Azara they were allowed to walk into. So the Gemara said, Ela, Shebaikal Bonim Bahuts, and the Echad they built from the outside, which means they put the Kilaim uh, close to the border of the Echad. So they wouldn't have to enter the Echad at all when they were built, because the original was a wall. The wall was thick. Right. So when they put the Kilaim, at the end, right. so they wouldn't have to penetrate the echal bechlal, the builders. That is, but when it came to the azara, on the contrary, they put the kilaim towards the outside. So therefore, they were working inside the azara itself. Okay, look at that she kilaim lahechal kasalkadatag bimkom chomot hechal. Right in the place of the chomot that the hechal had, sheyim zbeya habanui baazara. Karui, so at least it'll be a walled place where the mizbeah is. Asher peta oil moed shel maleke lo ayu makrimim ad shikber abenyan. If they didn't put the wall, then they couldn't bring korbanot until they finished the benyan. They mitchilu nakrim korbanot shabau shemi bekoresh, which they started bringing korbanot even before the bet hamikdash was built. By the way, in the time of koresh, before there was like twenty years before the bet hamikdash was built, they started bringing korbanot. So they had to make the partitions to separate between the hekal and the azara. Can watch katub b'sivkar azav. They had a slim. Lishnayim shall actually twenty-two years. Aharechem lo nikmar abayit until Shnat Shalosh to Dariyav Shacharon. So there were twenty-two years after Kodesh already. They were starting to bring korbanot. Bonim mebachot shayu kelaim perusim nifnim meorbi achoma. They put the uh, walls in the hechal on the inside. Shaloyi kanso bonim the torch hechal, which was like a border, so they would not penetrate when they were building the hechal. Okay, so that that's the opinion of Rabbi Yosho. So Rabbi Yosho holds. They were bring uh, that's the Bishon, that's the Bili Aizid. The Bili Aizid holds, they were bringing Kurbanot immediately in the area of the Bittim. And that's, they just put up partitions to separate, right? The Amar Bioshua, and to that the Bioshua comes along and says, no. Shamati, Shemakribim, Afalpi, She'en, Bayit. I heard that they were bringing Kurbanot, even though there was no Bayit, no Bittim Mikdash. Ochlim Kodshek Kodashim. They were eating Kodshek Kodashim, which is. Korban Hatat, Apalpi She'en Kilaim, even though there wasn't yet the partitions, the walls put up, Kadashim Kalimu Ma'asir Sheni, and they were eating Kadashim Kalim Shelamim and Ma'asir Sheni, Apalpi She'en Choma, even though the wall wasn't around. Why? 
זה שקידושה ראשונה קידשה לשעתה וקידשה לעתיד לבוא קידושה בירושלים הקוטר ביהושע was קדוש not only in its time when it was around but even after it was destroyed which is what he's saying is it sounds like according to Rabbi Yoshua that what? you didn't have to re-sanctify Yerushalayim you didn't have to put partitions up to re-sanctify anything because Yerushalayim was and this, once the first bet that was destroyed now they're building the second bet the Mikdash he holds in his time of destruction they were eating and they were bringing the Kurbanot on the spot over there and they were doing everything uh, uh, like they used to when there was a Bet HaMikdash. Why? Because the place remained Kadosh. So therefore they went to the spot where the Hekal was, they put his out there, they brought Kurbanot, they ate in the spot which was in the walls and they ate the Kadashim Kadashim in the spot where it was with Bifnim, uh, the Kilaim and there was no problem. So that's Mashma, the Gemara says Michlal, it's mashma from the first opinion then. Rabbi Lezer said when they came to the second bedroom, they started bringing balls. That means what? It sounds like they had to reinaugurate it. Mashma, what? That the Kiddushah must have went off. See, from the fact that Rabbi Yoshua says, I, as I heard they were eating even before they built the Bet HaMikdash. They did nothing. They didn't re-sanctify it. They didn't put up new walls and stuff like that. Mashma, he's arguing on the first opinion. It must be the Bili Ezra holds what? That those walls that they were putting up in Yerushalayim at that time was what? Those were walls of re-sanctification. Why? Because the Kiddushah was the Sha'ata Velo La'atid Lavo. Look at Rashi. La'av Mechlad the Bili Ezra the Ba'i Kila'im. Savar lo Kiddushah la'har Khurban. There was no Kiddushah after one. Lefichach Pirsu Kila'im Bimkom Binyan. That they had to rebuild the Beth Hashem at least temporarily with these kilaim. They hazu vekitshu the todot ubeshir and they had to bring korban todah and the singing etc etc whatever the resanctification process is. So therefore we see a machloket tanaim over here. What's the machloket tanaim? Rabbi Yehazir, Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yehazir is the fact that they put up the walls because the kedusha left. What does that mean it left? It means it was Heter Abamot. Mm-hmm. Once they came back to Yerushalayim, they had to put up the walls again to re-sanctify. Whereas the Yerushua says, Nah, that they were bringing Kurbanot, even after the time of the destruction. Why? Because the Kedushah never left. Who told you to learn the Mahlokan like that? Maybe I'll tell you the Kedushah never left Yerushalayim. The Kedushah is in its time and it's Tati Davo. And they weren't over here to be the Ezra of giving shitot with the whole thing about that mahluk. They were just telling you what they heard. I heard that they built Kilaim and he heard they didn't build Kilaim. So the Gemara says, So then according to the Bidi if you're telling me that the Kiddushah, according to everybody remained in Yerushalayim, what are you putting Kilaim for then? The Kiddushah is there. What do you have to put uh, walls for? The Kiddushah, you don't have to resanctify, so what are you putting up walls for the Bidi if it's new purposes, just to make a separation between the Azara and the Echab, but not for rededication purposes. So therefore we're back to the point over here, that really everybody holds the Kiddushah was the Shata and the Kiddushah was La'atid Lavo, and therefore the Biyatak's retraction is in order. Right? Because he doesn't have yet a Tana to conform with his opinion. Kebara says, Ela, don't worry, we'll find the name. Ela, Kiari It's like the following Tanaim. That we see Mahlokit. Why? Detanya, we have a Braita. 
אמר בי ישמעאל ברבי יוסף. למה מנו חכמים את אלו? Which means when the, the Torah tells us that there were certain cities that the Hakamim counted in Masichet Erechin regarding the law of Batei any walled city that was walled in the times of Yeshua bin Nun has a deen of Batei what's the law of Batei Anybody that sells a city, uh, sells a house in that walled city, the seller has a right to buy it back within one year, redemption. After one year, the sale is finalized. As opposed to a non-walled city, you can go uh, buy it back forever, and automatically in the Yovel, it returns back to the original owner. So that's the laws of Batei So in the Gibar over there, the Hakamim list nine cities that were walled in the times of Yoshua bin Nun, because that to be walled in the times of Yoshua. Nafkamina, the Anyan Batei Choma. So the Gemara says, Because when the exiles came back from Babel, by the times of Isaiah Sofer, so they came back to Eris Yisrael, So they found these cities, that were walled from the times of Yeshua Ben-Nun, and they sanctified them. That she says, what's the question? There were many cities. So which is why did they list these over there? So the Gemara says, because when they got back to Eris Yisrael, they found these cities over here that were still in existence, and what did they do? They re-sanctified them. Aval harishonot batlu mishbatla haaris. But the original ones that when they were destroyed, when the land was destroyed, the kedusha of those cities batayare homa were lost. So what do you see over here? Kevras alma kasabal kedusha harishonah kechal shata velo kechal atidavo. So you see, according to this opinion, they had to re-sanctify nine cities. Why? Because when the Kedushah of Jerusalem was destroyed, all the Kedushah left. So what? They found nine cities that uh, were, they know were walled, or had walls actually still. So you know what? These cities we know were walled, and therefore they re-consecrated them. What about all the other places? The other places were destroyed already. Huh? What about the Kedushah? There's no Kedushah in those places. So you see what? That there's Kedushah, only the Shatah Velo, that's the Tanah's opinion. Urminu, that the Gebrahim's going to ask a question. Now from this, from this opinion, you see the other side of the uh, coin. Amar Bishmael, but Bishmael, now we already have a question because it's the same rabbi. The first bright that was the name of the Bishmael, but the Bishmael. The second bright that's also the Bishmael, but the Bishmael. He's asking a question on himself. In any event, we have to give it up. We'll ask that question in a second. Amar Bishmael, but the Bishmael. Vichi elu belvadayu. What do you mean? Were there only nine cities? Ve'alo kivad neimad. The pasuk says shishim eir. There were actually sixty walled cities. Kol hevel argov. The whole strip of the argov region was considered walled. That all those cities, and therefore, and the pasuk says, "Kol ele harim b'tzurot choma gevoa." And all these cities, these sixty cities, had tall walls. Now, so we're back to the question: Lama manu hachemim b'te'elu? So why they only list nine? There was at least the sixty cities in the Argov region that were walled. Why did these nine cities uh, stand out? Shikshalu ben Agola matzu elu v'kichum. Because when they came back in the Gola, they found these cities and they sanctified them. So that the Gibra interrupts the Brayta. Kinshum? Meaning Kinshum? Hashta? What do you mean? They sanctified them. Now? Ha'amre, we're going to say in a second in the Brayta, Lot Sericha Kedusha. You don't have to re-sanctify them because the Brayta is going to clearly say the Kedusha never went off. elu They found those cities and they 
counted them, which means they found the uh, walled cities, those nine, that, those nine. Velo elu bilvad. Not only those. Elakos shetale lecha masur biyadecha mavotecha. Shemukefet choma mimot Yoshua ben Nun. For that matter, any city that you know have a tradition, that you know was walled in the times of Yoshua ben Nun, even though it was after the destruction, all the laws of Ir Choma is going to apply to them. What's the laws of Ir Choma? Number one, Bate Are Choma. Number two, Shiluach Metzora. A Metzora has got to be sent out of all cities. Number three, Kiryat Megillah on the 15th day of Adar. Those are the laws of Bate Are Choma. And of course, the law of the house. That what? That the house, after one year, is confirmed the sale. So therefore, you see what we've said. Shari Shona, Kitchal Le'at Shata, Vekitchal Le'at So therefore, according to this opinion of Yisrael, he's saying, listen, why did it list these nine? Not because these nine are any special. Because those are the nine that they found. But you know what? There was much more cities, by the way. And anybody that has a tradition, that can come and prove to us that there was another city that was more than the size of Yeshua Ben Nun, Put it up there. You don't got to sanctify it. So therefore, and don't read the Bible when it says, when they got up to Kitshum. Ah, don't read it Kitshum. Kitshum was automatically. All it says in the Bible is Manum. Not Kitshum. Manum. They counted them. They listed them. But the Kitshum was automatic. Oh, so we go back now. Comes out, we found, we have a Mahlouk and Tanaim. Well, the mahlukah is between the Bishra Ibn and himself. She says, what right that the Bishra Ibn says, they only counted these nine and re-sanctified them, and what? All the other ones were destroyed, the Kedushah went off and finished. Whereas the second right that according to the Bishra Ibn says, no, they found these nine, and they were sanctified them automatically. They just counted them because they were around. And by the way, any other ones that anybody could testify about, we'll sanctify, we're not going to sanctify them. They're Kadosh. Now, why? Because the Kedushah never went off. So today the Gemara says, Kasha, Drabi Ishmael, Adrabi Ishmael. So Gemara answers, Tre Tanae Aliba, Adrabi Ishmael, Drabi Yosef. So one answer is, there's two Tanaim that had uh, recorded uh, the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. One heard the Bishma Rabbi Yosef that said the Kedushah is the Sha'atav, the Sha'atid level at the second Raita. And one heard him saying that what? It was Kedushah, the Sha'atav, and no Sha'atid level. Yeah, which means yeah, they, they wanted, at this point we're assuming that we're linking this Mahlok and Batea Rehoma that is the Kedushah of Yusharayim. And then we're saying with the Beta Mikdash as well. That's exactly how we're learning. Okay, so that's the uh, first answer. Viva Another answer. Uh, one of the brightas is not Rabbi Ishmael bin Rabbi Yosef. You got it wrong. It's Rabbi Lazar bin Rabbi Yosef. That says what? Detanya Rabbi Lazar bin Rabbi Yosef Amar Asher Lo Choma. We learned this today. If you remember by Batayari Choma, how does the Torah write the word Asher Lo Choma? That it has a wall. It's written Lamid Vav Aleph. Now, if you read the Lamed Vav part of it, it means that it has a wall. No, Asher Lo Choma, Lamed Vav has a wall now. But if you read it, Lamed Vav Aleph, Asher Lo Choma means it does not have a wall. Make up your mind. Does it have a wall or doesn't have a wall? So from the Aleph, the Gemara makes the Rasha, Asher Lo Ma'afapin Which means, even though it doesn't have a wall now, as long as it had a wall in the Tanzu Yeshua bin Nun, that's considered a Batei Arihoma. Or a, a walled city. And what do you see from there? 
that the Kedusha was not only the Sha'atah, was the Sha'ati Davo, which is after even the Jerusalem was destroyed, still, as long as we know that it had a wall once in the time of Yeshua, it's still Kadosh. So therefore, the Braitha that said, the Kedusha is the Sha'atah, the Sha'ati Davo, is not the Bishma Bribiyose. It's the Bil Hazar Bribiyose. And the other Braitha that said that the Kedusha is the Sha'atah, that indeed is the Bishma Bribiyose. So let's review over here what would happen over in the Sugya. Basically, we had over here a subject of, we wanted to know the status of what happens after Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. Do you have it? Rabbi Yitzhak said, listen, I'm going to tell you very clearly. I heard in Honyo, they're bringing Korbanot in Beit Honyo. And why? Because the Kiddushah is off and you can bring Korbanot. So the Gemara says uh, to Rabbi Yitzhak, did you say this? No, I didn't say it. Rabbi told me you didn't say it. I learned it from you. I swear you said it. So to that, uh, the Gibran said, no, no, no. He retracted. Why do you retract? Because, uh, you know, uh, there was questions. Uh, the, that Mori asked questions on him. He brought a Mishnah, he brought this, he brought that. But it's interesting, the conclusion of the Gibran is that what, there's really Tanaim that hold that the Kiddushah is not only L'Shata, I'm sorry, but it's only L'Shata, but it's not Latin Namor. If the Jerusalem was destroyed, the Chorah Terebamot is permissible. So what are you going to say? Rabbi Yitzhak didn't know these Tanaim? It's hard to say that Rabbi Yitzhak was not fluent with Mishnayot. You know, it's one thing to say that a, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak maybe didn't hear a Braita. But we have Mishnayot over here as well. So therefore, how do you understand the Maskana, uh, the Miltah? So let's look at the Tosafot on Abu Dishon. Yud Abu Dishon. So what's the reason why the Bishak retracted? Mishum Kusha the Ramori. Hiksha Arab Rabbi Hayim. One of the Baalit Tosafot. Which means originally, how did he make his statement? Here's another question. He says, how could he come and tell me that the Kedushah of Yerushalayim is not Nati Davo? He didn't know Bifirush Mishnah Masihid Megida? That says the Kedushah is the Shatav, the Shatid Davo? All the Amuraim knew all the Mishnayot. Understand that question? Another question. Once you ready, you tell me some look at Tanaim. This will be a talk, this is asking on. Which means the be a talk. Why did you retract? Why don't you just come along and say, I'm going like the rabbi that says, Look at Shanati Davo. So here, Tosfot, two questions. Tosfot's first question is. What, how did Rabbi Yitzhak make his statement originally? He didn't know, he didn't know the Mishnah Masek Megidah? Oh, the retraction statement? Yeah, no, before he retracted. How did he make a statement? How did he make a statement? No. How did he make it? His original statement was the Kedushah goes off. That's why he said, Makrevim Bet Honyo. So how did he make a statement? What, he didn't know the Mishnah Masek Megidah? And then, secondly, why did he retract? When they asked the question, he should have said, Anad the Avni Kaita, Anad the Kedushah goes off. Here's a very important uh, Yisod. Everybody holds that once they got to Yerushalayim, the Bamot are Asur. Finished. There's no Heter Bamot. Which means today, if somebody wants to bring a personal Korban on his roof with his Bama, there's no Shita that's going to say, according to the Tosafot, it's Mutar. No, so, so what's the uh, question? I thought we said yes, I'm eter, and I'm eter. Vehari tanei be'ay pedigi. The man damar lo kinsha. 
סבר תאף במקומו של מזבח אין יכולים להקריב עכשיו ומאן דאמר קדשה סבר במקום מזבח מותר להקריב אבל לא בבמה במות ודאי אסור after בית המקדש is destroyed there's no שיטה no like that what's the subject that we're discussing over here now יש יתר אין הלך היתר במקום המקדש which means the opinion that says that the Kiddushah of Yerushalayim is לשעתיו לשעתיו לבוא means today on Harabayt there's still Kiddushah over there therefore you cannot go uh, bring a Korban today I mean, you can't walk on Harabayt according to that comes out, because there's still Kiddushah over there and therefore technically according to that Shita technically you can bring a Korban there because the Kiddushah is really still if were not for the fact that we're Tamir and technical problems but the Kiddushah is still in the spot you can bring a Korban in that place and the other Shita says no once the Kiddushah of Yerushalayim left that place left as well so you can't bring Korban over there. But certainly nobody says you can bring on the Bama. So let's go back to the Gevara. Which means the Bitzhak originally was saying, yeah, they were bringing in Betonio. Uh, That's very like uh, Bama. They were bringing it over there. So they come along and say, well, did you say that? So he comes along and says, no, 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 no. I retract. Because there really is no Tana. There is really no Tana that allows Heter uh, Habamot. The whole mahlokan over here now is the allowed to bring in the Makoba Mikdash. Originally, the Mishak held, yeah, maybe you can bring in the, in the outside, maybe you can bring in Babot. So they came on, hey, did you say such a thing? He said, no, 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 I didn't say. So the Ketos Fos Kosher, what do you mean? Didn't he, didn't he know? That he could have said, there's no Tana that says such a Shita, and therefore he was forced to retract. So it comes out according to this uh, bottom line to support. Babot today, אין שיטה, תסיינס מותר. ירושלים comes out, there will be a שיטה that says the Kedushah is still there, and we're מחמיר like that שיטה, to say that the Kedushah is still there, that's why the halakha, we're not allowed to go up to Harabayit. Because if you say the Kedushah is the שעתם ושעתים לבוא, so you're going to a place where there's still Kedushah of Beit HaMikdash there, and we're all תממת, and therefore it's Yisuk, it's Yisuk Karet, after the Harabayit when you have a Tumanyu but according to the Shittah that said the Kedushah left according to that Shittah it would be permissible to go after the Harabayit because there's no more Kedushah but we hold the Halakha when Mahmid like the previous is the Kedushah is the Shittah but therefore the Makom HaMikdash itself has the Kedushah so it comes out we have to explain the Shekla Vitari as follows that originally Rabbi Ishaq held that the Kedushah of Yerushalayim Yesh'alei Heter from the fact that the Makribim Bebet Honyo, he relied on Tanaic opinions like we saw. Indeed, there, there was Tanaim that helped, but there is a Heter after. However, the Bitzhak retracted because once he saw and he, once he understood that there were Mishnayot explicitly against him, so therefore, I mean, once he saw Mishnayot, he clearly said there's no Heter Bamot after Yerushalayim, so therefore he did not want to say that the other Tanaim are arguing on explicitly stated Mishnayot, so therefore he redefined those Mahlouk Tanaim to mean that they're only discussing the site itself, however, therefore he retracted because Bamot, nobody's going to be matir after the destruction of Yerushalayim. Comes Gibran continues. That's the first pasuk in Megillat Esther. Amar bilevi v'etim arbi yunatan. Davar zeh masorat biyadinu matchikenes tegedula. We have a tradition from the men of the Great Assembly. Kol makom shnei mar vayhi. Anytime you see the words of vayhi, 
introducing a pasuk in or in lashon tsar. In other words, introducing something of tsar, meaning something negative, something painful. Vayhi is like vayhi, whoa, ho. Vayhi bimeazverosh, right? Vayhi bimeazverosh, have a haman. There you go, you have haman. That's the tsar. Vayhi bimeshtivot shofetin. That's beginat root. Havarav. This is vayhi ravaris. So there was a famine. Vayhi kehad adam larov. That was when the human beings started to multiply right before the flood. Vayar Hashem kirabarat adam. God saw the uh, the bad, the evil of human beings, and He destroyed the world. Vayhi binosam miked. That's why the Tower of Babel says Vayhi, and it was when they traveled east. Haven if they don't eat, and they built the Tower of Babel. That was the Tsar. Vayhi bimei Amrafel. The times of Amrafel, Asum Hamah came out a war. That was the four kings and the five kings. Vayhi biyot Yosua biricho. That was when Yosua we learned the story when he battled the first battle in Israel when he was fighting biricho. Veharbo shilufar biyado. The Malach came right with the sword drawn against Yosua. Right, telling him that he was mevatel the korban tamid, that he was mevatel Torah. Vayhi Hashem et Yoshua. That was when he went to fight the battle of Ai. So since Hashem was with him, vayimalu bnei Yisrael. But in that war, Achan took from the spoils of war, and that was uh, that was Asur. Oh, they lost the battle of Ai as a result of the yeah. war uh, of the uh, Achan's taking of the uh, spoils in Yericho. Correct. That's the story of Elkanah. There was a man from Ramataim. And it says, right? He loved Hannah, his wife. But she had no children. And it's introduced by Vahi. That's Shemuel. Shemuel became old. His children not go in his footsteps. Again, Sa'ar introduced by Vayhi. Vayhi David bechod rakav maskil v'ashim amo. God was with David. Vayhi Shaul oyen et David. Meaning he put the evil eye on him. He was ayen. He put his eye on David. He was jealous. So you see that caused David Sa'ar. Vayhi ki yashav amelech bebeto. That was David amelech. When David Amelech finally finished his wars and he sat in his house, God tells him, you are not going to build the Beit HaMikdash. So that's a Sa'ar for David. So the Gemara says, oh yeah, that's a rule. Anytime it says Vayhi, Tashon Sa'ar, I'll show you sometimes it says Vayhi, where it's a good thing. That was on the 8th day, that was the inauguration day of the Mishkan. That day of the inauguration of the Mishkan was as happy like the day that God created Shamayim Baris. So the Gemara makes a case between the Biryat Aulam and then Vayi Bayom Hashemini. So the Gemara says, that's Vayi. And it was a momentous day. So the Gemara says, no, Hashemim Nadavaviyu. What do you mean? You're forgetting on that day Nadavaviyu died when they went into the Kodesh. And therefore it was a tsar as well. Therefore the vayhi is in order. Because it's introducing the death of Adav Aviyu. I'll bring you another question. That was discussing in the 480th year from the Jewish people when they came out of Misraim. Shilohah decided to build the first temple. So that's a good thing. Another question. When he saw Rachel at the well, and eventually she became his wife. It's a good thing. Hey, how about all the creation? All the days of creation are introduced with 
many more examples. And therefore, the Gemara changes its principle. Called Vaihi. Anytime it says Vaihi alone, Ikahache, Ikahache, it can go either way. Sometimes it's Tashon Sar, sometimes it's not. Vaihi Bime. But anytime it says Vaihi Bime, Eno Ela Lashon Sar. Hamisha Vaihi Bime Havu. There are five Vaihi Bimes in the Tanakh. Vaihi Bime Hashverosh, Vaihi Bime Shivota Shofetim, Vaihi Bime Amrafel, Vaihi Bime Ahaz, Vaihi Bime Yoyakim, which is in the Nevi'im. Comes again and says, Further, the Amar Bilevi. We have a tradition from our fathers. Amots the Amatsya Ahim Abu. Now Amot was Yeshaya's father. Yeshaya bin Amots. We know Yeshaya was a Navi. Hazon Yeshaya bin Amots. So we're telling you, Amot and Amatsya was Amatsya. Amatsya was the king of Yehuda. So we're saying that Amot, Shishayah's father, and Amatya were brothers. So the Gemara says, My Kamash Mahana, what do we have to know this uh, tidbit of information? It says, Any bride, Shihitz in Hamia, that is modest in her father in law's house, which is, let's say you have a couple that's living by the in laws, right? So any Kala that's modest when she's living by her father in law, Zocha viyotzin memena melachim unibiim. So we'll descend from her kings and prophets. Minalan mitamar. Tamar was married to Yehuda's children. Yehuda's children. Dichtiv vayirea Yehuda. It says, after Ed and Onan died. So now, it says, Yehuda was walking on the road, and Yehuda sees Tamar, but she doesn't know that it's Tamar. That it's his daughter-in-law. What did the Pasuk say? He thought that she was a Zona, a foreign woman. Because she covered her face. So the Gemara says, Why would a Zona cover her face? Why would he think that she's a Zona? Because she covered her face. That doesn't make sense. The opposite. Usually a Zona uncover, reveals her, her face. So what does the Pasuk mean? He thought that she was a Zona on the road because she covered her face. So it says, Ela, Mishum Because she covered her face. Not on the road. She covered her face when she was living by her father for all those years. He didn't even know what she looked like. She was so modest, the whole father of Yudan never saw what Tamar looked like. And therefore on the road, when she saw, when he saw Tamar, he didn't know. She thought she's a foreign woman. She doesn't know that that's his, he doesn't know that's his daughter-in-law. And what happened as a result? Came out of her kings and prophets. Melachim medavid. Well, Melachim in all the Davidic dynasty, including Amatya, is one of the descendants of the Davidic dynasty. But where is the Nevi'im? Oh, Nevi'im? Ta'amad of Nevi, Masoret Be'yadinu Babotinu, Amot and Amatya Ha'imayu. Well, we know, Amot and Amatya were brothers. So that means, Yeshaya's uncle was who? Was Amatya. And therefore, they descended from David as well. So therefore, the prophets, Yeshaya is also from... The family of David. Because how do you know that? Because I'm also Namatya Ahim. And therefore you see that what from Tamar descended Nevi'im. So therefore you have a proof that what? That the statement that was said that any kalal that's modest in the father's house will come from her. Melachim and Nevi'im. Melachim and David. And how do you know Nevi'im? Because I'm also Namatya were brothers. As a matter of fact, you can even go further. Because we learn later on that we have a rule that any time the Navi tells us Hazon, for example, Yeshaya ben Amotz, that means not only was Yeshaya a prophet, 
but his father was also a prophet. So from Amot itself, you don't even have to go to Yeshaya. But for the fact that it says Yeshaya bin Amot, that means Amot was also a Navi. Amot said Amatya. Amatya was the king, Amot was the prophet, they both descended from David. Uchtiv Hazon Yeshayahu ben Amot, and the pasuk says Hazon Yeshayahu ben Amot. There was quite a gabbala. The pshat is from the proof is from Yeshayahu, <coughs> but I'm telling you, the proof also could be from Amot itself. But Amar Bidavid, the verse must sort of be at the Marot. We have a tradition from our fathers. Makom Aron Enomin Hamida. So we learned this several times, which means the Aron that was in the Kodesh Kodeshim did not take up any space. As we're going to see that while the Aron itself had measurements. The whole length of the, or the width of the Aron was 20 amot. And we, if you take from the sides of the Aron and measure to the walls, you have 10 amot on each side. How can you have 10 amot on each side? You have the Aron itself that takes up space itself. Miracle. The Aron itself did not take up any space. There was 10 amot of kirubim. Uh, I'm sorry, Islam there was ten amount of space on each side. Uhtib, Dibir Orich. It says that in the Islam Amaurich, the actually width of the of the Aron was twenty Amma. Uhtib, Kanafa Kiruva Yahad Isramot, Uhnafa Kiruva Yahad Isramot. Which means and the Kirubim were uh, hovering over the uh, Aron itself. Each one was ten amot. The Mephashim said, what do you got to bring this? Uh, this has got nothing to do with anything, the Kirubim. We're just looking for the Aron itself. So some, the Tudah Ibn, I think, deletes this Pasuk. The Kirubim are not the point of it. The point is that from the Aron itself to the wall, there was ten amot. I don't care what's going on with the Kirubim that were on top. Aron Where did the Aron itself stand? How could you have ten amot on either side? Uh, if, the whole, if the whole structure was only twenty amot, where did the Aron... Uh, uh, yeah, where was the space? I don't have to say what? That indeed it was Benes. Look at the Rashi, the first column, four lines at the bottom. Eno Menamida, Eno Ohez, the Maet Midat Karka, the Chosla Dat Kilum, Kedekani, Yeshto Esra Mot, the Cholruah, the Emsa Bet Kotcher Kodashim, Aya Yoshev. It's that right in the center wall of the Kodesh Kodashim, Yeshrevah, Benon, the Benakotim, Esra Mot, the Chosan, Yatan Amot, on each side, the Cholabait, Eno Elachafal Chaf. The whole bite is 20 by 20. Therefore, did not take a measurement. Rabbi Yonatan, Patach, Lapitchal, Hyperchatam, Yachna, the Hakamim started to give the Rashot on Migilat Esther. The custom was before they would give the Rashot on Migilat Esther, they would give an introduction. So they would usually quote some sort of Pasuk that would introduce the a subject that they were about to talk about. So the first Rabbi is Rabbi Yonatan. He would say the Pasuk like this Vekamti Alehim. God says, I'm going to rise up against Babel. I'm going to destroy Babel. Shem, their name. Usher, Usher is their relatives. Venin would be their offspring. Okay. Venechid, the way they're explaining it here is their their fame or their uh, posterity. Neumashem. So that the Gemara explains what are these things that are going to be destroyed from Babel. Shem, zeaktav, which means God is going to destroy. The Kitab, the writing, which means Babel, every language, every country has their own writing. God's going to destroy; it's going to be forgotten. The writing from Babel is going to be destroyed. That's the Shem. She'er zelashon. She'er, which is the relative, this is referring to over here the language. The language of Babel is going to be destroyed. So, what do you mean the language of Babel is destroyed? The language of Babel was Aramaic. We still have Aramaic from the Gemara. 
So he says, no, we're not talking about Aramaic. Aramaic was never destroyed. Well, for God, it's referring to the elites. They used to have a special language. They used to speak to kings and the princes. That language was forgotten. Nin zem malchut. That's referring to the Nesar, which is God destroyed the malchut, which is the seat of power of Babel. Because the grand daughter of Nebuchadnezzar was Vashti, so she was destroyed as well. She Vashti descended from Babylonian dynasty, and eventually she was destroyed as well. So that was his introduction to the story of Purim. That she says the Kitab was destroyed because in Babel they share a Kitab of a different language, a different nation. Okay, He opened up the following pasuk. Instead of the thorn bush, it's going to grow a cypress, which is a good tree. That's the nettles, that's the also a uh, thorn. Ya'ale hadas is going to grow a myrtle branch. That's hadas. Ta'ata na'atzutz. Who's the thorn bush? That's Haman. Ta'ata manarasha. Sha'asa aswa avodah zarah that made himself an, uh, a deity, which when they wanted everybody to bow to him as avodah zarah, dikhtiv. Ubkhola na'atzutzim, ubkhola na'aludim. Regarding avodah zarah, the pasuk says, and all the thorns and all the branches. Ma'asha really doesn't know exactly where you see from this pasuk any reference to avodah zarah, but the Gemara is assuming that thorns are refer- reference to avodah zarah. So Haman is the na'atzutz. He's the thorn bush. Ya'ale berosh. Who's the berosh? Who's the uh, cypress? Ze Mordechai shenekla rosh. That's Mordechai that's called a rosh, the head. Lechol abisamim is the chief and the head of all the spices. Shnei Amar it says in the Torah. Ve'ata kachlecha abisamim rosh. So when you made a shem and a mishcha, you had to take different spices. So it says you take the first spice. What's the first spice? Morderor. That's called myrrh. Now how does the Targum explain morderor? Umetargemina maredache. Maredache is like a name is for Mordechai. So the morderor is like Mordechai. Maredache. And what he's called? Besamim rosh. He's called the Rosh. So they were Ta'at and under instead of the Na'atzutz, which is the thorn bush, Ya'ale Berosh. Who's the Rosh? Mordechai, that's called a Rosh. Ta'at Sirpad, instead of the nettle, which is also a thorn bush, Ta'at Vashti under instead of Vashti Arash'ah, Bat Benosh Nebuchadnezzar Arash'ah, the granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar Arash'ah, Shisaraf Refidat, Bet Hashem, the resting place of Hashem, that Sirpad is like Refidat. That's the resting place of Hashem, which is the Beit HaMikdash. Tichtiv, Refidato Zahav. His resting place was gold. That's the Beit HaMikdash. So Sirpad is a take on the word Refidato, God's resting place. So Tarata Sirpad, instead of the Sirpad, which is Vashti, that's grandfather destroyed the temple, Ya'ale Hadas, Zu Esther HaSadeket, Shenekret Hadasa, Shenemar, Vayhi Omenet Hadasa. The Bazoom says, that he, Mordechai raised Hadassah, so she's compared to a Hadass. So it says, and the uh, holiday will be to God as a name. That's referring to Mekram Megillah. And the Mephashim explained that even though God's name is not written explicitly in Megillah this day, but every time it says the word Hamelech, it's actually a reference to Hamedek, the king, which is Melech Malchiyah Malachim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So then, when the pasuk says Behayal Hashem Neshem, the Migilat Esther is going to be a book, a sefer that's going to publicize Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, in a hidden way. 
by writing the word Hamelech. Right? Leot Olam, that's going to be for a sign for eternity. Lo Yikaret, it'll never never cease. Elu Yeme Purim. These are the days of Purim, like Harambam writes, based on the Pasuk and Begidat Eser, that the memory of Purim will always be, which means even before the Mashiach, they're going to celebrate the holiday of Purim, and that's why it says it's going to be, the Ot Olam Lo Yikaret. It's going to be a sign forever, it's never going to be destroyed, the holiday of Purim is going to be forever. Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi, Patah La Petchalai Parashata Me'acha the Pazuk says, just like God is going to rejoice and be happy to do good to Am Yisrael, so too he's going to rejoice when he punishes you to do bad. What do you mean? Does God rejoice when he has to destroy the Rishayim? It's not that God's going to revel in the destruction of Am Yisrael when we do bad. So the Gemara says, does God revel? Does God enjoy? Is He happy when the Rishayim are destroyed? That it says, Beset This is talking about over here, when the king Yehoshaphat went to fight against the Amonim and the Givonim that were attacking him. So it says, when Yehoshaphat stood in front of the army, Beset What were the soldiers saying? Hodu Hashem ki Which means, they were praising God. But they didn't say Hudud Hashem ki tov. They just said Hudud Hashem ki leolam has tov. Because it's not tov. Because when you have the destruction of the enemies of Akados Baruchu, you can't say tov. That she says, Mashma tov, Hudud Hashem ki leolam has Right, so continue reading. How come it didn't say in that praise? Kitov, it just said, Udu Hashem, Kitov Lam Hazdo, Lefi She'en, Akadosh Baruch Hu, Sameh, but by Paratam Shereshaim. Because Akadosh Baruch Hu is not happy at the destruction of the Rishaim, so they couldn't praise him by saying, Kitov. Praise God, Kitov. To God, that's not Tov. Which means uh, it has to be done, but he's not happy. So therefore, how did it say in the past? And furthermore, Damar Yohanan, by Dikhtiv, Velo Karav Zeel Zeel We have it, Pasuk, it says by Yisiyah Islam that when the uh, Egyptians were chasing Kral Yisrael, so the Pasuk says, Velo Karav Zeel Zeel It says they did not come close to each other the whole night. The simple interpretation is that the Jewish armies, Jewish people, and the Misri'im did not come close to each other the whole night. The Jews were chasing us, but they did not reach us the entire night. However, the Gemara wants to make a derashah, because we know that when you see the words, that's an angel language. Because the Pasuk says, We know the angels, they praise God every day. So it says, when the angels saw the Egyptians drowning, they wanted to sing a song of praise to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Amara Kadosh Baruch Hu, Maasri Adai Tufaim Bayam. My creatures are drowning in the Yam. Ve'atem Omrim Shira. And you want to sing? Which means, yes, they have to drown. They're Shaim. But it's not time for uh, singing. So you see what? God does not rejoice. In the Simha of the, the Shaim so back to the Pasuk. How can the Pasuk say that just like God is going to rejoice when He does good to you, He's going to rejoice when bad things happen to you? I thought God doesn't rejoice at the, 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 the downfall of the Shaim. Amar Birazar, who enosas? He's not going to rejoice. Others are going to rejoice at your downfall. And who's that? Haman. 
doesn't it say if Haman got the approval to destroy Am Yisrael? It says that Haman left the palace Sameach v'Tov Lev. He was happy. So you see what that the Goyim in the times of Hasverosh they reveled in the fact that Am Yisrael is going to be destroyed. So that pasuk doesn't refer to Hashem uh, reveling. And the Gemara says It's meduyek in the pasuk. Dichtiv Ken Yasis. Yasis means. Others will rejoice, which means he will make others rejoice. It doesn't say he himself will rejoice. So therefore we have a proof. Now, we should say one last hedush. This is from the Hatam Sofer. Hatam Sofer says over here a beautiful hedush. He says that we know when Sanhedrin's armies came to attack against Hezkiah Melech Yehuda. So he had 180,000 soldiers that came to fight. They were on the other side of the wall. It was Lil Pesach. It says that Hezkiah, tremendous pitahon HaKadosh he told everybody, don't worry, we're going to celebrate Seder tonight, Lil Pesach, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to make a miracle for us tomorrow. Sure enough, they woke up the next morning and they saw that all the 180,000 soldiers of Sanhedrin were dead. They all died in their sleep. Miracle of miracles. So the Mepharashim say, how did they die? So it says, Sanhedrin had a zikhut. And his, uh, since he had a zikhut, they died a sweet death. What was the death? It says, when the Malachim got up that morning and they sang the Shira, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. So their Nishamot went up with the song of the Malachim. So the Hatam Sufayn learns over here a lesson. That what? You see, when the angels sing, that causes the Nisha'im to die a sweet death. Good. So now we go back to Agamara. The Muslim are drowning in Kiryat Yamsuf. So it says, So when they saw them drowning, the Malachesh, they wanted to sing a song. They wanted to sing a song. And Baruch says, what? Which means, these are the Egyptians that drowned my children. Let them suffer. Don't sing a song of uh, sweetness. They should die a miserable death. The Egyptians are not Ma'asayadai. Jews are considered Ma'asayadai. Which means it's in the present. Because in front of Akhtar Baruch there's no past, present, and future. Every time we say, As if it's done today. And therefore the same thing, the Ma'asayah died to him, as I still see the Jewish children drowning in Yamsuf. And therefore, let them drown without the pleasantness of a Shira Malachim.